With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, Colin right, Colin wrong on a Monday. Here we go. Where Colin was right. Blazing five, another winning week, three and one. We were on the Rams, Packers, and Texans to beat Cleveland. Our last losing week was week nine. Again, we have Philly tonight. Been a heck of a year for us. Where Colin was wrong. I defended Mike McCarthy all season long, but I didn't see any creative flair offensively. The defense was poorly aligned and gashed. They even had a silly special teams penalty early. Listen, I Matt LaFleur deserves credit. We can't just sit up here and criticize. Green Bay did a terrific job, but I thought it was an uneven game plan. Come on, Green Bay is the youngest playoff team since like the 74 Bills. You can't fall behind 27-0 at home with a veteran quarterback. You just, you just can't. Where Colin was right... Well, you can say I bailed on Jordan Love in October, but I've been saying for five weeks he's actually a better fit than Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because he's cheaper, there's no drama, he's more athletic. They have upgraded at quarterback. You have to consider everything. Salary. Are you in the prime? Are you coachable? Do you create tension in the building? We've been saying this. We, we didn't think he could play in October. But if you've watched for the last eight to nine weeks, they have upgraded at quarterback, all things considered. Where Colin was wrong. Listen, I thought Dan Quinn would be a top head coaching candidate. They got gashed by Buffalo, San Francisco, and Green Bay. You have to question if you could sell him to your fan base right now. Green Bay's tight ends and wide receivers were wide open. Greg Olson will touch on this in a second. I didn't get some of the alignments structurally. I thought there were some weird decisions going on. I was really high on Dan Quinn, but that you put that tape on your resume, that is a hard sell to Seahawks fans if, in fact, he is a candidate for that gig. Where Colin was right. Tua and the Dolphins, I called him the spray tan of the NFL. Look good, no real depth or substance. I just thought they waved the white flag. 
Tua was 20 of 39. It felt like they were protecting him in the cold weather. He had one big completion, and that was massively underthrown. And Tyreek Hill, who's a tremendous playmaker, came back to get it. His only touchdown underthrown. Listen, I, you're not going to bail on Tua. There's a lot I like about him, and I think Miami, there's, there's a lot of things I like. But we kept saying all year, you want to win in the AFC? Better be able to go on the road and play in nine degrees because that's what the AFC playoffs look like for the last 20 years. Where Colin was wrong. Kansas City's offense. I thought they would sputter. I thought this was going to be a 16-13 game. In minus 27 degrees, I thought their offense was pretty slick. That 25 first downs. It's 400 yards offense. I didn't see a lot of drop passes. Maybe they should play in this weather more often. The receiving core, which has been outside of Rasheed Rice, a little dubious. I thought they were pretty good. They looked highly functional. Uh, it was one of the bigger surprises of the year. The Kansas City had one of their better offensive performances, soup to nuts, in minus 27 degrees. I was wrong. Where Colin was right? I called Kalen DeBoer to Bama on Wednesday late afternoon. He was not the third or fourth choice. I was told he was a top two choice. They tried to hire his off offensive coordinator last year. Uh, Nick Saban couldn't get him. And that Greg Byrne, the athletic director, very, very early in the process said, that's who we want. He's not a great recruiter, and Bama sort of recruits itself. So I think he'll be a really good fit. Nobody's ever going to be Saban. But Kalen DeBoer to Bama is something we uh, sought and uh, voice our opinion early on. Where Colin was wrong. The Clippers are 8-2 and two in their last 10. I didn't love bringing in James Harden, but I will say this. He's a real point guard. In this franchise, the last couple of years has asked Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to kickstart their offense. Since December, Harden's averaging 10 assists a game almost. So the, the bottom line is James is a real point guard. We saw this, by the way, in Brooklyn. He's more than willing to be a distributor. I watched them um, over the last week offensively. When Kawhi, Paul, and James are on the floor, it's pretty slick. It's a fast-moving, willing-to-pass, highly functional offense, and Harden deserves credit. Where Colin was right. I picked Michigan to win the Natty. I thought they'd beat Bama and Washington, and I said this cheating scandal was overrated, and it proved to be. Once it was uncovered, they went on to beat Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, Bama, and Washington. This was about the physicality and the cultural strength that Harbaugh created, not Connor Stallions. Where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong, Plenty of both on a Monday. Got a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, please use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app, which takes 90 seconds. So my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm going to take the Texans plus nine at the Ravens, a young Texans team playing with confidence. I don't necessarily think a couple of weeks off helps the Ravens. I think Baltimore wins. I'll take the nine. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions minus six against the Bucs. They're a better team. That Rams team they beat and controlled in the first half was arguably, next to Baltimore, the hottest team in the league. Lions at home win by a touchdown. I'm going to take Bills minus three over the Chiefs. Kansas City this year is not Kansas City previous years. And I think Buffalo at home is going to score some points. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users. Please use the code HERD, 
when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening uh <laughs> here we go herd hierarchy are our final one for a while herd hierarchy time is now let's go colin ranks the eight teams remaining in the nfl playoffs number eight tampa they've won six of seven but you know let's be honest they were two and five against playoff teams and they faced a team last night that had quit the last month um, Todd Bowles, a good defensive coach. They only allowed nine points over the last two games. Again, I I think that was a good matchup for him last night. Didn't think that going into the game. I thought it very quickly. Baker is 2-1 and one in his career in the playoffs. Let's give him credit for that with a 102.7 passer rating. Tampa at 8. Number 7. But I like Houston. They've won four of their last five. They do not turn the ball over. 14 giveaways all year. And C.J. Stroud... Um, Here's one of the amazing things is I don't know if I've ever seen a rookie quarterback throw the deep ball as well on throws 15 plus yards down the field. (laughs) It's a passer rating of 124 in the AFC. So, again, live dog, Houston 7. Number 6. Green Bay. No sacks or turnovers against the Cowboys. It was clean living. Youngest team to win a playoff game since the 1970 merger. Jordan Love is a completely different player from week seven or eight. Um, They're the only team without a first quarter giveaway in the NFL this year. And we said that was a big deal against Dallas because we felt they had a chance to take a lead at Dallas. So this is a team that's a very, very good first quarter team. Big, big, big deal when you're young and going on the road in playoff games. You don't want to get buried early. The other thing is Aaron Jones, since he came back, week 15, four straight games over 100. So they can run the football too, not just the Niners. Green Bay at six. Number five. Detroit. Three touchdown drives of 75-plus yards. Sealed that win. It really did. It really... The Rams were going uphill after that. Ben Johnson... 
Goff, one of the best offensive lines, number two ranked offensive lines. I think they physically match up with the Niners. And Jared Goff, who just gets crushed by everybody, his last five games, 4-1, 71% completion percentage. I think their coach can be reckless. But, man, I like that O-line. I like those running backs. They are young and twitchy and strong and have a point of view. I like them. Number four. Kansas City. I did think Miami was kind of a perfect matchup. Warm weather Miami, minus 27 degrees. But here's the key. They've held opponents to 20 points or fewer in six straight games. Defense a little healthier. And they're 9-0 when they score at least 21. Will they on the road against Buffalo? Hey, this is their first true road playoff game in the Mahomes era. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but that's a tough one. Buffalo's a tough one. Kansas City at four. Number three. I think Buffalo's a totally different team. Seven and one since firing Ken Dorsey. Six and one against playoff teams. They often play their best against best teams. And Josh Allen doesn't take a backseat to anybody other than Mahomes. He has the most total yards per game in NFL history. He'll give you 336 yards a game. (laughs) Uh, And in five playoff games, his last five, 17 total TDs, three picks. So Kansas City-Buffalo is going to be one for the ages. Number two. San Francisco, top three in scoring and scoring defense. I still think I want to see Brock Purdy trailing or Brock Purdy in a shootout or when Brock Purdy, everything doesn't go perfectly. What if Green Bay jumps to a, a 10 nothing lead? What if Green Bay, a great first quarter team, takes the lead? Little fumble. He plays from behind. Little pressure. Jordan Love's clearly more athletic, better arm. Just keep your eye on Brock Purdy this weekend. Number one. Well, Baltimore crushed him when they played. And I do think Baltimore is the best team in the league and has been. We've been on Baltimore for a long time. We moved him out of the one spot. But this team had a look in week six, seven, eight, nine, like the best team in the league. Um, And they've beaten good teams. Dolphins, Niners, Rams. Lamar's going to win the MVP and should win the MVP. So there's our, our power rankings, our herd hierarchy. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Julian Edelman, we look forward to it. Saw him on the rundown this morning, and I knew, all right, I got my guy come in and deliver. He'll make some catch in a crowd, elevate the show. Uh, 12 years, three rings, Super Bowl MVP, should get into the Hall of Fame. So I want to play a bite from Robert Kraft, and he just told me a little story on Kraft. I would have had no idea. I'll get to that in a second. But this is Robert Kraft today at Gerard Mayo's presser asked about, and this is key, about how they're going to handle the personnel side of things. We have a lot of people internally who have had a chance to train and learn under the greatest coach of all time. And I 
man whose football intellect is very special. So in the short term, we're looking for collaboration. So we're counting on our internal people um, whom we're still learning and uh, uh, evaluating. So we're going to let that evolve and develop. And before the key decisions have to be made, we will uh, appoint someone. Collaboration, which I've said, you know, when you get a lot of rings and money, sometimes collaboration, people tend to work under Bill, not alongside. I, I kind of get that. You said Kraft, and that was interesting. I said, uh, did you ever see Kraft around the facility? And you said, yeah, you know, Mr. Kraft, RKK was around every day. Uh, he was at every team meeting in the morning. He, him and Al would be at the top of the auditorium. And he'd be very quiet, but he would always be around. And you'd see him in the hallways, and he'd always have some kind of story. He knew everyone's name. He knows everyone's name. He's very, very involved and very in tune with the team. Yeah, and that's shocking to me that he was in every team meeting. Um, so let's talk about Gerard Mayo. You know him. Mm -hmm. I said earlier today, I said, you know, D'Amico Ryans played, briefly an assistant, hitting a quarterback. It's all roses. You got the number three pick of Drake Maylands all of a sudden. Tell me about Gerard. What, do I, what don't I know? You tell me what you like. Gerard it was an instant, from the day I met him, a leader. Uh, smartest guy on the defense side of the ball. He, he was kind of like there was Vrabel that was always painted. I never played with Vrabel that everyone said, this guy's a genius. Uh, and then, then there was Mayo. And so he, X's and O's, the guy knew everything. He was always in the film room. You know, and, and I remember when I had to go and play defense in 2011, I would, I would know my assignment. But before every single play, you know, Gerard would be dictating, talking to the defensive lineman, looking over back at the secondary guys, getting the check in play, in call, getting the right play in call for the defense, that specific play. And I would look over, hey, Gerard, it's cover five. I got inside technique. Yeah, you got inside technique. So he's coaching me up. I just needed his justification because if <laughs> Gerard said it, you knew it was right. And that's the kind of guy Gerard is. I'm really excited for his opportunity. Um, you know, he took a little time away from football right immediately after his career ended, went, worked for Optiman, Optum, uh, so he gained a little outside knowledge and experience, and, and it brought him back to football, and, and I'm just really excited for his opportunity. He's, he's going to be a good leader. He's got that foundation from Bill, uh, but he also, he's a guy that's played in it, and he's going to be able to relate with these players a little better uh, of this new player generation guy. Yeah, and I, I, I do think there are sometimes it's, a, it's, it's not a fresh set of eyes, but in terms of relating to players, was your interpretation of Gerard not just singular? Everybody thought that. Everyone thought that. Loved him. Everyone, everyone loved Gerard. Everyone knew Gerard. Gerard was one of the, you know, the leaders of the team. He was the leader of, of the defense when I was there, him and Will Fork. Uh, you know, they kind of ran the show. Oh, really? You know, he and... Uh, instantly, Bill, but did Bill, Bill buy in instantly? Instantly. I mean, Bill loved Gerard. We used to call Gerard, Gerard, uh, Gerard Belichick. Him and Dev <laughs> are in that category. McCourty, 
you know, he always loved the defensive guys, and Gerard was very cerebral, and he could sit and talk and, and communicate with Coach on the sideline to make adjustments right away, you know, from what he was seeing on the field to be able to communicate that with the coach on the sideline. You know, a lot of times that's not always correct uh, in- intel. You know, you, <laughs> there's a funny story. Bill would always say, you know, don't come to the sideline on punt. Say, I'm double teamed. He's double teamed. That guy's double. Everyone can't be double teamed. The eye in the sky don't lie. You know what I mean? So right. to have a guy that can communicate on the field like he did was such a, a huge part of the reason why we had so much success on that side of the ball. Um, for Bill. Atlanta's out there. Philadelphia, is there a better fit for Bill? I like Philadelphia uh, for three reasons. One, players. They got some players. Uh, the players they need are on defense. Right. Back end especially. You know, that's, that's Bill's forte. Uh, two, location. It, it, it's an East Coast team. He's got family in New England. This guy's got a life in New England. You know, he's got grandkids and stuff there. You know, so that's that's a close trip. I, I can't. It's going to be hard to see him going to San Diego right, or right. L.A. Um, and then three, the respect that he has for Howie Roseman, uh, for Roseman. You know, Howie's beat him. You know, in few, Super Bowls in Super Bowls, and, and and has and Bill has a respect for people that do their job well. And, and there's a big misnarrative out there that Bills. Kind of this guy that, you know, doesn't like to collaborate. I'll tell you one thing. Bill loves anyone that'll give him an information, a scheme, an idea, and he'll use it. But if you if, if you mess it up and it doesn't work that one time, you're done. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how Bill is. But with a guy like Roseman, you know, this guy he's got he's got a resume, and Bill could work with that. I don't think Bill wants to go in and and be the GM, but he's going to want an opinion sure. with someone that he respects, and, and I think that would be a uh, you know a great fit for him. Uh, it, it just with the whole Atlanta thing, I can't see. It Bill doesn't Belichick. sound right. It doesn't. Atlanta Falcons, Bill Belichick, but it does seem like a great destination because of the division you're in and and the team they have. And I, they have I, some good offensive pieces. They have, he'd have to fix the defense. He'd have to fix the defense, but you also need a, a quarterback, and this yeah. is a quarterback league, and he just. You know, he he went through the young quarterback thing this last. <laughs> he's done. He's he, I think he wants to find somewhere where he has a quarterback that he thinks he can play with, uh, and, and and go out and have a good team and and put his culture in. And I think Philadelphia is a great great fit for that. I want to talk about Philadelphia. Um, if Tampa could catch, they would have blown him out in the first quarter. I mean, there were two balls dropped. Baker played well. What do you make of it? This, this is we're veterans here. These yeah. aren't like if Green Bay would have gone out and just been upended. It's kids. This was a veteran team. Yeah, a Super Bowl team. Jalen Hurts kind of young. What did you make of it? It had no juice, uh, and it brought me back to my rookie year, two thousand nine. We made the playoffs. We were playing division round. I don't think we got the first round by. And we played the Ravens and play one, 75 out the door, Ray Rice touchdown. And, and you could just see we had no juice. They, out, they outplayed us. They came into our house, kicked our teeth in. And, you know, I was a young player at that time where I was more focused on my individual, what I had to do to make, you know, 
make myself useful and for the team because we just lost Welker the week before. But looking back on it, you know, it felt that the team really didn't believe once we lost Welker that we were going to have a shot to go on to the Super Bowl run. And, and that's kind of how it felt with Philadelphia. They didn't have A.J. Brown. They didn't really feel like they were believing in, in what they were doing. They haven't had an identity all year. And it, you can't just, you know, close your eyes at night and think that what you were in the regular season is going to disappear right when the playoffs start. And they just, they played, you know, the best team that they played all year in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they had a win and get in game the week before. That's a playoff win. And Belichick used to say that all the time when you go and play those teams that, you know, you're in that first round bye. This is going to be the best team you played all year because they got a playoff win. They, they already, they've already sure. felt that pressure. And, you know, you got to tip your hat to the Buccaneers, but Philadelphia, they, they just seemed like, you know, with the departure of the offensive coach, defensive coach, uh, it, it really seemed that Sirianni was exposed this year. Yeah, and that's what I feel like. So um, if you don't believe Green Bay was luck, and instead it was coaching schemes, great quarterback play, um, audibling, I, I watched that, and that was the dismantling. That was not like Dallas... It wasn't as much about Dallas. I think people think it is. I look at it and I think, nobody's got three good corners in this league. And between Musgrave and all those receivers, Green Bay's a hard matchup. Very hard matchup. This was the, the, the stereotypical uh, go-out-and-knock-the-bully-out mentality that you know the, the Packers did this last week. Uh, good first-quarter team, too, by the way. It all started when LaFleur took the ball. You know, and and basically told his team that if we go down and we score on this first drive and we make this team come in and try to play from behind, which they don't like doing, and we all know that about the Dallas Cowboys, they don't like playing from behind, and the defensive line doesn't get to do what they want. They don't get to have those exotic fronts and everything that they predicate on, you know, playing from a lead. Uh, that was that was the game. You know, Lafleur, you got to tip your hat to him and, and Jordan Love. I mean. This could be the first organization that goes back to back to back, you know, Hall of Fame type quarterbacks. I mean, we've only had two teams do it back to back, San Fran Packers before right. this. I mean, they might do it again, you know, to see his improvement over the year. That's, I was so nuts. I was so skeptical with his ball placement early on he in the erratic. year. And then that was me with my media hat thinking. You know, me with my player, I had to put my player cap back on. I was like, wait, this guy's been around the league. Yeah, he should be better, but he hadn't seen real live bullets yet. You know, and he's got a young receiver group. And what you saw after about week four, five, six, you know, where they had that, that, that fork in the road, what kind of team are they going to be? You saw continual improvement. You saw reps, the reps that they were getting in the game, in practice, you saw that the ball location got a little better because they were probably learning each other in practice more. They were getting those reps. Scotty O'Brien used to say it all the time. You know, a, a play, whether good or bad, is a bit of experience. And those game reps that they were getting together early in the year, I mean, that full, that molded them. And with their, their ability to believe within the system and the scheme and, and really believe in what the coaches were trying to get, uh, and not get frustrated with how they were starting that season, you know, that's why they are where they're at. 
uh, Julian Edelman for our radio audience. So to watch warm weather Miami go to Kansas City, and yet Kansas City played one of their best offensive games. And you're a Midwest kid. You played in New England. I remember when Peyton Manning would go to Foxborough. It's on CBS. Mm-hmm. And Jim Nance is talking. It's Phil Sims at the time. And they'd show it would be snowing in Foxborough. And I'm like, it's over. Dome guy, SEC guy. So when you were with the Patriots, did you sense sometimes, now, not Baltimore, but there were there moments you're like, they're not comfortable. All the time. Uh, you know, anytime we were playing a team in weather, it didn't matter if the team was a cold weather team or not, we felt like we had an advantage. And that was because of how we prepared. I mean, you know, I think we talked about on the show last time, you know, Belichick would say, you know, we got to take advantage of this opportunity today when it's, you know, 35 mile an hour winds, snowing, minus 22 degrees at work uh, on a Wednesday. We got to take advantage of this opportunity because it could potentially be that on a Sunday. And if we could make the situation as hard as possible in practice, game's going to be easy, you know, because you got heaters, you got all these other things, <laughs> right. you know, so. Yeah, I definitely believe that, you know, Miami didn't have a shot. They were they were banged up. They they didn't the the way they had to win that game, they would have had to have some pressure on uh on Mahomes Plus and, and to his arm in that wind. Yeah, I think it was more regardless the defense didn't have it. I think Tua played decent. I mean, but Miami there's no way they're going into Kansas City and winning. Tommy I always thought Brady was a great – it was his torque. I thought he was a great wind and cold-weather quarterback. I remember one time, you may not have been there, he went to Chicago. Cutler mm-hmm. may have been the bear. I forget who it was. Mm-hmm. Tommy threw a ball up the left sideline, and it was Chicago weather. Oh, that was, again, that was uh, Dion Branch right before half. Right before uh, half. Th- were you there? I was there. And I remember thinking, who throws that ball in Chicago? Yeah. Now, I, And that goes back to how we prepared. Um you know, Foxborough and our, our practice facility is so windy. I mean, we used to hate it just because, you know, it was it's hard to throw the ball in 25, 18-mile-an-hour gusts, and it was a very flat area, and, and I, I feel like Bill loved it that we had to practice in that wind because, you know, it made guys have to adjust their game and get used to it. You know, you can't change it, so... Let's 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 practice in it. So it, that came down to preparation. You know, we we dealt with that every day in practice. Yep. Finally, um, you know, there's there's Nick Sirianni feels a little like Brandon Staley with the Chargers, young guy a bit over his skis. With McCarthy, there's more nuance. He's hoisted a trophy. Dak's had his best years. Um, that's a that's a different conversation. It's almost like a good player has a bad game. But consistently, they haven't been a great playoff team. What do you do with McCarthy? Do you do you bring him back? Do you change the staff? Do you change assignments? Sirianni and Staley feel like, well, they lose a great assistant. The even quarterbacks that are good have regressed. Mike's a tougher call to me. What do you do after that? You know, I remember, this brings me back. I, I, I got banged up, I think, in... Uh... 15 or 16, and I, I looked at Brady. I said, hey, you know, I'm trying to get back for this week. I'm trying to get – he's like, babe, I don't need you right now. I need you in January. Okay, sit down. I need you – get healthy. We know who you are. Need you in January. 
That's what the Dallas Cowboys need for a coach. They need a coach in January and December, okay? This Dallas Cowboys, we're, we talk about them all the time on every network, on this network, every network. There's a lot of pressure to be had when you're the head coach or the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, if I can get one of three coaches, Belichick, Vrabel, or Harbaugh, I'm making a decision. You have to. Yeah, they're not a good January team. Because, you know, what if – and it's it's coming down to like a little cold, cold war thing going, you know, with, with Philly and the Cowboys. They both have their coaches, but there's some like really, you know, life-changing type coaches out there right now. Three of them. Three of them. So, you know, what are you going to do? Are you, are you going to sit there and wait for Philly to make, <laughs> make, make the move? Are you going to make the move as Dallas Cowboys? Because if, if I'm Dallas and Philly goes and gets Bill, I don't want to see Bill for three years, four years. I mean, that's, that's three years out the Solve door. Solve their defense with their offense. Three years out the door. Three years out the door. And, you know, McCarthy, he's done a great job in the regular season, but you, know, you, you play for your money in the regular season. You play for your name in the postseason. You've got a podcast. Tell people about it quickly. Games with Names. Uh, awesome sports podcast. Love it. We go and talk about the greatest games of all time with people that have played in it. Uh, it's been fun. Just had Terry Bradshaw. Uh, had Mark Cuban. We've had some awesome guests. It's been It's been a cool outlet for me to... Get a little bit of that locker room vibe that you sure. miss when you're playing. You know, you get to sit and talk with former athletes, former greats, legends, and, and you get to debate the things that we all wanted to debate about specific games. It's been fun. And it's really a good listen. Great having you on, bud. No, always a pleasure. Julian Edelman, Fox Sports. If you use debit, here's a game changer. Discover Cashback Debit. Check an account that rewards everybody with cashback on everyday purchases. No fees, period. Eligibility and terms. Check them out. Discover Bank Member FDIC at discover.com slash cashback debit be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon eastern 9 a.m pacific do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stan the queen of tejano and Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
But I'm going to give you my, these are kind of my picks where I think, I think the numbers are pretty much on. There's not a game I absolutely love. So you ready to go? Yes, fire away. All right, here we go. Here are my picks. Texans at Ravens. I think the number's right. I think Baltimore's a better team. They led the NFL in wins, point differential, turnover differential, and opposing quarterbacks against the Ravens' defense end up with a 74 passer rating. That's the lowest in the league. Remember, five of the six wild card games were blowouts. I think, you know, sometimes rubber meets the road. Lamar Jackson's 10 and 1 over his last 11 games. The reasons I like the reason I like the Texans over Cleveland, they had a better quarterback. The better quarterback in this game is Lamar Jackson, the better roster. Probably the better coach. Everything lines up for Baltimore. They're at home and they get Mark Andrews, the tight end back. I think the numbers right. I think the Texans are a great story. The Ravens are a great team. I think Baltimore wins by about 10, 33, 23. Packers at 49ers. Listen, I think San Francisco's at home. They're rested, and they have more veteran star players. It's a better team. But I think the Packers will keep it close. Packers have won 7 of 9, four-game winning streak over the last month. Number one offense in the NFL. Getting better every week. Number one third down offense. Very good first quarter offense. Don't be surprised if they win the coin flip, take it, drive down the field, and score. 400-plus straight three games in a row, 400-plus yards, and Aaron Jones is humming. This is the offense that Matt LaFleur wants to run, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't audible out of. Brock Purdy's last couple of games, couple of TDs, four picks. I think it's a pretty close game. Wouldn't be surprised if startling Green Bay takes an early lead. I'll take the Niners 30-24. I think nine-and-a-half point spread. It sounds ridiculous to give LaFleur, Jordan Love, that offense, that run game, and that old line that many points is weird to me. Buccaneers and Lions. Listen, I think Detroit's clearly a team. Last two years, Tampa Bay's 500 team, 17-17. and 17. That's what they are. Detroit's a really good team. Beating the Rams is more impressive than people think. That first half, they went up and down the field on that Rams defense. They're 10 and 1 are the Lions when they score 24 points. All right, the way to beat them is a shootout. I don't think Tampa's built for a shootout. Jared Goff, especially at home, is a really elite quarterback. And again, Tampa this year was 2 and 5 against playoff teams. They caught an Eagles team that waved the white flag early. I think Detroit's a better team here and they're going to win this game 28 to 20. Again, I think the Baker story is a great story. This is not a great team. Last two years, they're 500, 17 and 17. Chiefs said Bills. I like Buffalo. I think this is the weakest version of the Chiefs in several years. The Bills are on a six-game winning streak, and it started by beating Kansas City in Kansas City. Also, they're seven and one since they fired Ken Dorsey. They're six and one against playoff teams. Baltimore and Buffalo, they beat the good teams often soundly. Six teams, straight games. Josh Allen with multiple touchdowns. He's a unicorn. The Chiefs, folks, they're averaging 21 a game over their last 11 games. That's what they are. Rasheed Rice is a low-end number one receiver. They don't have a two or a three. This offense, every metric tells you it's the worst Kansas City offense. First time they're on the road. I think Buffalo's going to win it. I think it's lower scoring than you think, despite having the great quarterbacks. 24-20, Buffalo wins the game. So I think the numbers are are close. Now, last week, I loved dogs. This week, Baltimore, uh, Detroit, Buffalo, I kind of like the favorites. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 